Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited to be here today. Uh, very excited to talk to Sue Ellen Parkinson today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Shireen. I'm really delighted to be here. I think it's so amazing to be talking to somebody on the other side of the world. And um, it's one of the blessings of technology, I think, particularly for women. Yeah. Women artists, giving them a voice and bringing them together. I've become friends with women all over the world because of this. So, yeah, it's a blessing to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's so beautiful. We were just talking about the connections and how, like, I found you on a different uh, show with Joanna, who's also on the podcast. And then um, just how we link up, we're doing different types of work, but for the same cause, maybe we can say, to raise the awareness and, and consciousness and to lift up other yes. women. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It, it's very, it's a very powerful tool and we're using it for the right reason. Yeah, definitely. I'm so excited. So maybe, um, because we're going to take a look at your beautiful art today. And I think most of us have seen your art in some way because I, I did also recognize it when I saw it the first time <laughs> and it's so beautiful and uh, very special. So maybe before we take a look at the art, maybe you want to uh, introduce yourself and how you got in also into doing these beautiful paintings. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been an artist my whole life. I mean, literally, when I was a little child, I was just drawing all the time. And I I had a grandfather who pulled me up on his knee one night and uh, and showed me the, the concept of light and shadow. And I remember him doing this very primitive little drawing, but just, you know, it was the light coming in the window and landing on a ball. And and I got it, something in my mind just got that. And I, I couldn't stop. I mean, it, it, it's been the thing that saved me my entire life. I had a pretty rough childhood. I lost my mother when I was very young. And um, I, it's just always been the thing that I've gone back to that's given me strength and healing and support. And I found so many wonderful people along the path because of it, you know. Those creative angels always pop up. <laughs> this this particular, the, um, the feminine icons, I started about seven years ago. And at the time I had been painting retablos, which is a, a Mexican folk art tradition. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Are you? They're these little paintings that people will put on shrines and altars and in churches, and they're basically depicting a miracle that's transpired in your life, you know, and it can be, it's the full gamut of human human experience. That's what delighted me about it. But this idea of doing a painting as a form of giving thanks, creating art as a way of saying thank you to the holy, you know, and um, I was at the time outside the Christian tradition. I'd mostly studied Eastern religion and uh, been a Buddhist, practicing Buddhist for about 20 years. But I thought at the time, I thought, oh, this idea of studying Mary Magdalene just popped into my head. 
And I thought it was one of those coinkydinks, but actually I, I feel at this point that I was really guided to her, maybe from some internal ancestral voice. Um, I don't know. It seems, you know, a little woo-woo, but I have this sense that um, she's been a part of me for a long time. Because when I started painting her, I felt such a deep connection. And um, I started studying with a woman named Kayleen Asbo, who I really recommend you interview. And she's an amazing teacher. And I, you know, once again, I thought, well, I'm going to study Magdalene. I had met Kayleen at a dinner party and she told me that she she taught about her and I Googled her online and lo and behold, she was doing a three day workshop, not workshop, a retreat on Mary Magdalene. And the first night she ended with um, all of us just sitting in a dark room looking at all these images that she collected of Mary Magdalene hundreds of images of Mary Magdalene over the ages. And I found myself sitting there in the dark, just crying. Something happened, my heart broke open. And um, it was partly that she had had so many things projected upon her. This one woman, this one ordinary, extraordinary woman. And uh, so I went home and started painting her myself. Then so beautiful and what a great practice and how exactly like you said she's been portrayed in different ways and uh, also in wrong ways but it's it's like breaking free from that now and we can see that in in your art and yeah it's really fascinating the life of her and the the lost gospel of her and um and what she did them it's um, it's such a clear, to me, it's so clear that she's representing uh, the divine feminine goddess in her everything that she is. So it's really beautiful that she, you, she somehow came, like with all of the creativity that you have, maybe she's been also like coming through you and, and um, yeah, that you've channeled. But it's it's funny how it can take time to understand like, what's been guiding us and what's um, <laughs> what the force is behind everything. So it's really interesting that you found that. And yeah. And I am not the only one. I hear these stories quite a bit. People yeah. who have found her and then are just their whole lives are changed. Yeah. And I there was that there was this dual thing going on of, of um, well, I recognize the fact that she she seemed to be the perfect iconic representation of all these women who have been written out of history and erased. And mm -hmm. um, then because they're powerful, they get smeared in some way. Um, yeah. And so I just wanted, I felt so compelled to honor her as, as all women. Just take this one woman and and have her represent all women, which now I think she does, you know, mm -hmm. represent all women. I always say I could I could use anybody as a model for Magdalene. And it mm -hmm. would work for me um, to enter it with that level of deep love and respect and wanting to heal that wound that women carry. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's been a real healing for me just to mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I really see that also that 
her energy is so healing and it's really connected to the uh, the the lineage of of women and it's um, it's like symbolic but also very uh, practical right now because we can see it how she, uh, like her stories are coming up more and more in all of these books and I'm uh, actually listening to uh, just finishing a book called the lost gospels and something decoding so it's it's really fascinating to see like this story like you said it was so much written out and then what why did the male counterpart get so much uh, like uh, focus but she's like on the side but now and the thing that they were trying to do also this like you know the yin and yang that balance was not really created uh, as it as probably it was meant to and I, then I think of her, yeah I think of her as the feminine face of Christ yeah 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 it's really interesting because they're in this book they're really um uh, seeing their path in the Joseph and Aseneth story that is really, really old and decoding that story. It's And then how she's also connected to Artemis and the bee. And, and it's so much like it's really a decoding, <laughs> this whole book. And I really love it because you, it starts opening like all possibilities, like everything that we haven't learned and been been uh, things that haven't been disclosed to us now is like coming and she's working through all of us I feel like and in different ways because in one way as I started also on my path and working with the goddess and working with the divine feminine and my own healing she came also so strongly in it because I had never uh, grown up with uh, Christianity or anything like that but it, it became so natural with her there especially in healing work and um, in work with women and the feminine wound like you said so it's really a great time now and I feel like art is like an opening to something it's you can meditate with art and to like it unlocks something within us and an opening of consciousness. It's like you take you've taken a different dimension and put it into something physical. And that's why it's so beautiful to see it as a sign of devotion as well. It's um it's a bridge. Actually, one of my favorite quotes by Angelus Arian is that art is a bridge between the seen and the unseen worlds. And I I have had that experience in that sense. And, you know, the Benedictines use um, this practice called Visio Divina, where you'll meditate mm -hmm. upon sacred images and then let it speak to you through your heart. And I, I think it really works. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'm very interested. You mentioned Artemis, her connection with Artemis and the bee. And a bee is an image that comes to me a lot when I'm painting her. Oh, so wow. I, I, had, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, in this book, they really like that's how it's so connected with the, with um, because these two researchers, uh, they they it started with this beautiful sculpture of Artemis and they were doing a documentary about a different uh, Christian, 
I don't know if it was one of the disciples, but then they saw Artemis and her like headpiece and all of the symbolism of uh, Mary Magdalene and then the Joseph and Aseneth story, which is so, uh, when they explain it's so clear that it, it is that when the union occurs between Jesus and Mary Magdalene and how it's so, it's so connected to goddess Artemis, but then also that's connected even further back, right, in, in the lineage of the goddesses. So the bees were really important and uh, th that symbol and that's what she is depicted with. So maybe that's why you're getting it, uh, like on wow, your level. Stuff like that is wild to me and it happens all the time. I mean, I'm not a religious scholar at all. But I'm always having religious scholars come to me and say and point out all these things that yeah. I'm doing. It's just coming through. You yeah. know, I did know that um, her cave in La Bomb, France, mm -hmm. at the base of that is the forest of Artemis, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. oh is, it, is it? I have been there. Yeah, but you have passed through it's... the forest of Artemis. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. on our way back from from there or somewhere around that forest, actually, there was a temple of Diana, which is Artemis. So it's just different names. So it's yeah, there, there was a clear uh, like uh, goddess worship there. So it's really beautiful, the connection. Definitely. And I'm really excited to share. If you want, I can start sharing the... Yes the slideshow you prepared for us. So for everyone who's listening only to the audio right now on YouTube, we will have the um, the slideshow as well, this whole episode in. Um, so I hope that uh, you can see it now. I think you can see it now, the, the, the first slide, right, Sue Ellen? Can you hear me? Oh no! I lost you for a minute. Yeah, I wonder if it was my. Yeah, that was a good point. Whoops! Are you still there? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you see me? Yeah, I can see you. Okay. Yeah. So did you see when I shared the slideshow or not? Did it break? No, no, it, it just ended when you did that. Oh, okay. But maybe if I if we continue now, I, I actually changed my network. It might be my network that was oh. low. Yeah. Okay. But it's okay. I'll cut there. Okay. And uh, I'll try. try yeah, let's try, try again. <laughs> 
So, yeah, we're going to look at your beautiful slideshow for everyone who's connecting from uh, any podcast app. So, you know, this is also recorded as a video on YouTube. So let's see if. Um, OK, so let's see if we can share the slideshow now. And uh, Sue Ellen, you can let me know if you can see it now. Uh-huh, yes. So I think that maybe just it looks like you've got a spreads like you have two images up. Okay. So let me see if I do it like this instead. Um can you still see the slideshow? No. no. I will stop share and then I think it's because I changed. Let's see if I can do it. Uh share. And you can you can do it, Shireen. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. So, can you see the the one page um, now? I or see two? both. I wonder what what other people will be seeing. Okay, will they be seeing exactly what we're looking at. I don't. I. I think they might. So if I do it like this, now I removed one of the screens because I had two screens. So if I try again, share screen, I think now it should be only one. So if we look okay, that's now, That's good. Yeah, I just, I always put these in before I start yeah. um, talking about my work because you know, I mean, when I first started learning about this, I thought, why why are people hammering on about these, these identifiers, these symbols? And the reason why is that so often Magdalene isn't identified. She won't be in the title of a painting. She won't be in the caption of a painting. They won't write about her. You'll see these huge biblical scenes and all the uh, male apostles will be mentioned and she is not mentioned. So if you come to to realize what these um, come to know these identifiers, these symbols that are associated with her, you can identify them as you go through a museum or or wherever you are. Actually, I I just recently had somebody send me something they'd picked up at a garage sale, and they said, "Is this Magdalene?" And I said, "Yes." You know, she was she was wearing red. She had a skull. She had an anointing jar. Anyway, so these are her identifiers she's she wears red not not because she's a prostitute because she wasn't but because it's the color that indicates spiritual authority mm -hmm. so she's wearing red she's usually carrying an anointing jar it's often alabaster but mm -hmm. i've seen her with all sorts of anointing jars because she was a myrrh bearer she was a a healer she was probably a priestess She's often holding either a red or white egg, and I'll go into that story later when we look at the paintings that I've done with those. She has long flowing hair. She's often seen with a skull because she can she can hold, you know, the reality of both worlds. You know, we live and we die. Um, she's she's often seen with a book. Um, mm -hmm. I believe she was a teacher. Uh, there's often paintings of her with a mirror because she's she's reflects and she has tears. She's an emotional being 
And then also the six petaled flower of life is very strongly associated with her. And if you, if you go through that region of France where she's said to have lived and taught over the last 30 years of her life, there are these, these six petaled flowers of life call it carved into the architecture all over the place there. So mm. something mm. to watch out for. Yeah. So this was my very first painting of Mary Magdalene. Beautiful. And as I painted it, I just, um, I wanted to know who she was. I, I, As I said, I'd had that experience of feeling like there were so many things that were projected onto her and and who was she really? And so I found myself asking, who are you? And um, you want to shoot to the next slide there and I can, I think you'll get a close up of her face. Yeah. yeah there. Yeah. So I, I just got this feeling of such a gentle and kind and loving and affirming being. I, I literally felt, you know, lifted and held. I, I just felt this incredible loving healing kindness come to me. And the, the red egg. Now what that is about is, um, there's a story and there are, there are different variations of the story, but the one that I originally heard that I really like is that she was summoned to the table of the emperor Tiberius mm -hmm. and he wanted her to tell him about the resurrection. And after she did, he said, I would no more believe that than believe that the egg in your hand would turn red. And according to legend, the egg turned red. So this is one of her symbols. So you'll often see her, you know, like I said, you'll see these very complex paintings and then you'll see a woman in red holding a red egg mm -hmm. or a white egg. Sometimes it's still depicted as being white. And that is Magdalene. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love the symbol of the egg as well. And yes, the red. Yeah. yeah. Fertility. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <gasps> mm -hmm. and this so is I painted her again. And um, this one's the mystic Mary Magdalene, patron saint of contemplatives. Mm -hmm. And I, um, you'll notice in the background, there's this, there's the day and the night and it's a part you know i don't really go into these but i'll sort of have a flash of an image of her but i won't really know exactly what the background is going to be um and this comes to me over and over again and i think it's about the union of opposites and how this is one of the, her teachings that comes in over and over yeah yeah, it does. It feels like it's uh, reminding us of that inner union as well as their union reminds us also of that and how to merge and how important it is with both both sides, the day and night and light and darkness. And I love the yeah. dove as well. <gasps> yes, the balance, the balance mm. that created, mm. yes. Yeah. And then also, I feel like the balance is between those living flowers and the skull as well. It, yeah. It's like yeah. two different energies yeah. in there. 
So Magdalene was, you know, she's the patron saint of contemplatives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the more saints I real, read about, the more mystics, they they all loved Mary Magdalene. St. Francis loved her. St. Clare loved her. Teresa of Avila. Julian of Norwich. You know, you got, it goes on and on. They're just, they were very drawn to Magdalene and the energy that she carried. Mm-hmm. When so you're this like, was yeah. my first my first physio divina messages from her was when you align your actions with your heart you're in alignment with me because mm-hmm. I keep kept saying how can I connect with you deeper and that that was it and it, it just you know it's so different from uh, this sort of patriarchal. Uh, mm-hmm religion isn't it where you know it's like you it's very controlling and you must obey these laws and these rules like no shaming no control with magdalene you Mm -hmm. know she's all about honoring that love within yourself yeah yeah it's beautiful and i love this one um the crone energy as well and there we have the the honey shapes as well yeah yeah over and over again and I've heard that she was called the queen of the honeybees in France because her words were so sweet yeah wow (laughs) so this one I just wanted to bring that that um energy of death a little bit closer you know it's like one of her symbols that I've I've incorporated, but I've never brought it front and center before. So I put these butterflies of transformation and the the honeycomb in the background. Mm, yeah. And she's and very, sorry, she's so connected to the resurrection, like the death and rebirth cycles, I feel yeah. like. So it's so yeah. like she's holding that and facilitating that mm. transition as well yeah and i'm i'm very committed to having her you know span the full age (laughs) of her Mm -hmm. life you know just always depicting her as a young woman yeah so this was another message i got from her rest in knowing that you are always held in love it's just um you know, when the fear sets in, it's so good just to remember that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Amazing. Wow. This is incredible. I so this this is depicting that legend of Mary Magdalene, and there are also many variations of this, but the basic nut of the story that seems to stay the same is that Magdalene is sent off in a rudderless boat, um, you know, presumably to her death. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she ends up landing in the south of France, which if you've been there is pretty good karma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's so beautiful. But I painted this right when I had come back from uh, visiting her sacred sites in France and I was just kind of vibrating and the world was very chaotic and strange when I came back. Um, As 
I realize her world was. And, um, and yet I had this vision of her as just being so strong and centered in her, in the peace of her own heart, you know, mm. um, my feeling is we're all in her butterless boat right now. So <laughs> there's some real lessons to be learned from Magdalene. Definitely. She said, your heart is your only anchor. I think that's what she said. Your heart mm. is your only anchor. Yeah. Mm. Your heart is your only anchor. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I actually um, had that um, experience just a few weeks ago that I woke up and I heard, you know, sometimes when you have these messages come to you, it's in the either going to sleep state or uh, just waking up state. And I heard the woman with the alabaster jar. I've heard it before, but I couldn't really understand why I heard it then very clearly. And I, I really love that she's holding something in her hands and that it's so, because it feels like she's, She's the initiator and 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 uh, gives blessings. And I, I also connect her a lot with the water and, and how water can be used in ritual as well. Yes, I do too. And I have a dear friend who I think of as a priestess who really believes that very strongly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen it for myself when I've I've seen her in my visions. So it definitely comes together. We are all con connecting to that same source and her mm -hmm. energy. And this is interesting because the first, the I think one of the first times I saw her and with the water ritual that uh, it was actually, I envisioned it on a beach um, and that she walked towards me with with something. So it's really beautiful. But it was also like a merging of Jesus, Mother Mary, and then her as some form of Trinity. And then, so this is so beautiful to see. And the, yeah, the symbols here. Oh. Yeah, she, she, well, once again, I've got those honeycombs in her, yeah. in her nimbus and the, Six petaled star, six petaled flower of life. Mm -hmm. And I was just imagining her arriving on the shore and writing peace in the sand with her fingers um, and giving a blessing. But oh, she also amazing. she also seems uh, you know, like she's she's been through some suffering herself. Mm -hmm. mm. You know when I Paint the, I was thinking that I was painting this image for the outer world. It's titled Choose Peace. But I really had sort of a emotional breakthrough um, when I'd finished it and I put it up and I was just meditating on it. And it was, uh, I realized it was a message to me from her. Mm -hmm. A lot. Yeah. I was going through some physical challenges that um, she really helped with. You can go to the next one. You can see her a little better, I think. I, yeah. I like to show their um, 
their expressions more. So she has the alabaster jar um, beside her there too. Mm. And I love the petals of flowers because uh, this year on her feast day, I also actually went to the ocean and pour, like gave back some flowers in ritual, ritual and ceremony for her yeah. to give, yes. give that something back. And it's beautiful how, and this, the, the, is that letters on the sand? Y yes, they're letters. It's, it's peace in Hebrew. Um, oh, beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I love that. And here is a really, really, this one, is the the colors when I see it it makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while I I have color madness. I just every once in a while it really comes out, and it did in this one. But I like it. I it worked. Ah. This one is um, another version of that story. Is that there was a clairvoyant black woman who was a a gypsy woman, a Roma woman, and she uh, felt that a great presence was coming. So she was waiting on the shore for Magdalene with provisions. So that is St. Sarah at Santa Maria de la Mer. I might be saying that wrong. Did I say it right? Do you, are you familiar with the place? Yeah, I've been there actually. I'm not really good at French, but Saint Marie de la Mer, maybe? <laughs> yes. yes, yes, that's it. Well, Saint Mary so they, of the Ocean, isn't it? Yeah, so I yeah. I feel like for some reason I I got very you know when I when I hear these stories as an artist it just like sends me off in my own imagination and exploration mm -hmm. and do all this processing and interpreting interpretation through my my art that's how I sort of synthesize the world and um, so once again the union of opposites. Um, came up this was this, you know at this point I didn't know that this was going to be a common theme that comes again and again but it does and mm -hmm. um, I like the idea of these two women working together as cohorts you know mm -hmm. creating a, a nest for peace and and at um, they still the Roma people meet every single year at this mm. little village and they take a statue of St. Sarah down to the ocean and wash her in wine and honey and all the people are playing music and there's dancing and you know it's just I, I'm just so longing to go there it's on my it's on my list of places to go COVID slowed us all down but I will get there someday yeah anyway St. Sarah and Magdalene yes amazing I really love that Oh wow, I haven't seen this one. So beautiful. And with the and this chalice. Yeah. Yeah, I was using the same um icons, um, Magdalene and Sarah. And I painted this at a time when we were trying to uh make our little city a sanctuary city for, for immigrants. A lot mm -hmm. of people in the United States were doing that because of people were getting deported and they were really terrified. So um, I was calling in the energy of Sarah and Magdalene to, to help create that. And right after we became a sanctuary city, 
the whole state of California became a sanctuary state, which was great. And so mm -hmm. I put a little California sister butterfly up at the top there. <laughs> wow. And it's interesting because in this book that I mentioned, it, it she's called like the sanctuary of something because in oh. this story that they're connected to the the stories of Jesus and Mary Magdalene, it is you will be the some sanctuary for something. It really comes in just because you're also like channeling something from from her yeah. and. It, yeah, so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was thinking at the cup of mercy, that's their little chalice they're holding. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah with the spiral, it's really beautiful. Thank and you. I really love this. I think this one I um, posted for the uh, feast day, actually, and and uh, mentioned you as the artist, of course, because I felt like this one was just everything was speaking to me in this image. It's so beautiful. I I feel like you know um, we we don't know what color Magdalene was, and there is this um, there are some scholars who believe that she was black. Um, there, oh, in the same region where she lived in the south of France, there they've found over two hundred statues of Black Madonnas. Mm -hmm. So, is there a link? Who knows? But um, there's often an association with oak trees. Like one of them was found within the hollow of an oak, and um, they're found at the roots of oak trees. And uh, I think one of them has acorns carved all underneath her petticoats. So this one, Mother of Mysteries, um, do you want to show the larger image? Yeah. Yeah, it's got the acorns and, and uh, oak leaves around her halo there. Yeah, that's, and I love that, the halos, because it also, um, and also as in the in the book and different books that I've looked into, it's so, it's so connected with, um, yeah, that that connection, not just being something that we see maybe as a um, human, or like it's it's more like merging the human with the divine, and and having this usually this sun energy behind you is like you mm -hmm. you have that divine energy so I and I love how you interpreted this with with the acorns and the leaves and so amazing this one is so beautiful like all of them and they have different energy so maybe we also connect to uh, the different like you said we're, we're all going through different cycles in life and in different phases and this one is so beautiful also the blessing circle this was a, a vision that I had really strong that I wanted to do a painting of Magdalene being being loved and honored and healed in the way that I feel like she deserved. It was almost like, give humanity a second chance, you know, let us let us do this. <laughs> and this model in the center there, she's the model that I had been using almost exclusively as 
as Mary Magdalene. So I thought of having her in that central seat there and her mother is the, mm. the older woman mm. down at her knees. But then I, I right at the end of the session, I said, let's, let's switch this out. Let's have your mom in the Magdalene seat. So if you go to the next one, you'll see what happened. Oh, it, Wow. It really, to me, this, uh, I mean, the other painting is, I, I like it, but this one mm. is the one with the power, really. Yeah, this one is, I mean, you can see the Divine Mother here and and this unconditional holding and like, like yeah. in the previous, yeah, that's, this one is so and amazing. <gasps> And the healing, you know, and this ancient practice of washing the feet is mm -hmm. is really wonderful. Yeah, there's so many symbols here and also the pomegranate, which is mm -hmm. so like connected to uh, the womb and, and the, the goddess, uh, women. The, the feminine, I, yes, it's yeah. all about the feminine, I think. Yeah, wow. It's really beautiful. This is my my favorite. Mm. I and also just a little backstory on this is that that's a very dear friend of mine who mm. was had cancer actually when we took this picture and all these young women knew that was going on. Mm. The models in this painting and uh, it could feel the tenderness there. Mm. Yeah. I was one. doing this <clears throat> at the exact same time that the Me Too movement was starting up. Mm. And there was a, a women's rally going on against Trump and oh, there's so many things. Oprah Winifrey made this amazing speech at the Golden Globes that year. This is was painted in 2018. And I, I just felt like I was part of this incredible wave that was going on with women being healed. Um, yeah. It's this, this uh, um, painting it makes me very emotional because there's so much uh, that comes out from this. Uh, like, because the, the woman on the left is somehow looks like she's grieving and then you know this um the the feminine wound and the uh, like just it's it it could be so beautiful if this could come out and be spread out this this type of community and and uh, holding and love so it's really an emotional uh, picture and then also our connection to the mother we all have the connection to is mm -hmm. a mother a physical uh, a, a spiritual like the source of everything and i think too that we need to we need to honor our grief that we carry as women before mm -hmm. we can go on to the next thing and be really clear we need to be able to integrate that yeah. Anyway, it's very um, it's a very powerful painting. And oh, and my friend Kaylee, now she's become my friend, my teacher, my friend, 
Kaylee mm -hmm. Nasbo um, actually bought this, and it's at St. John's Episcopal Church in Petaluma. Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Wow. I'm gl glad it's in a public space. <laughs> yeah, this is should be shared with many because mm -hmm. it's so beautiful. And this one too, Blessing Womankind. Yeah, so this was um, the one that I did after that other one, and it's the same models again. Um, mm -hmm. it's, so it's Magdalene sitting at the Tree of Life, and all those blessings are there. I did all the traditional blessings, but at the very end, um, I changed light to creativity because I just mm -hmm. had to put creativity in there and run out of space. But creativity and light feels very much like the same thing to me. Mm. yeah wow and, and i love us. i yeah. love the way the the younger woman is receiving that blessing i because <laughs> they don't always stop and receive the blessing they're getting from their mm. their elders but i like this idea it's almost like she's blessing the future of womankind yeah so beautiful Oh, and now it's a completely different energy with this, with the divine feminine uh -huh. and masculine merging together. Wow. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was kind of blocked around painting Jesus and I didn't know, I thought, is it, you know, am I angry? What's the deal with that, that, it, that he just, I, he, I never had any images come to me of Jesus. And then I, I did a meditation just asking for the truth around that. And I, after about 15 minutes, I saw an image of Jesus and he looked totally grief stricken. And mm -hmm. uh, the words came to me, just sort of plopped into my mind, uh, raise her up. Mm -hmm. And I knew that he wanted her Magdalene and all women to be raised up and so I thought well I'm on track so I <laughs> I was able to go forward but I did do this paint. I've done a couple paintings and oh. you know what again this is uh you know here she is as a blonde and as I say I, I think I could use any woman as a model for her yeah I really love that um the message you got and if 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 it's is how the stories are told and how we can interpret them as being the most beloved uh, if she was his highest beloved of course he wants to raise her up and for her to have that uh, to be honored because right. if you're someone you want everything for that person so mm -hmm. who are we to like um diminish her um, mm -hmm. yeah that's so beautiful oh wow seed song that's so amazing. this one um is a, a more recent one that i painted and so i've got her you know identifiers down there the skull and the um the alabaster jar but mm -hmm. the thought and this <laughs> you'll like this because you do the podcast on positivism 
But I was thinking we really have to get into a state of radical hope here. And I like the idea of seeds and, and their ability to proliferate that, you know, one seed can become a tree, can become a, can have all this fruit, can create all these seeds, can create, you know, can go on and on. And even the baby was like a little seed of hope. Mm. And that we consider these, these new little babies when we're making our decisions throughout the day. Mm. And the little halo around the baby as yeah. well. So yeah, sweet. The baby, the baby gets a halo too. <laughs> yeah. It's just so beautiful to see. Um, I think there's a heart opening when we see a child or a baby because it's so connected mm-hmm. to everything. It's so pure. And that uh, it's incredible how, how that can open up. And as you said, like a seed that's within us. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. So this one, um, I, I, when I got, I had this epiphany while when I was in France about Jesus and Magdalene and this story of the seven demons, mm-hmm. um, because my sense of her was that she, she was not somebody who was riddled with demons, but she mm-hmm. was somebody who lived in a culture that viewed women as little more than chattel. So um, the idea I had was that what Jesus did was he, the the seven demons were the lies that the culture projects onto women and that he had been healed her with the truth, that he recognized her for who she was. So I wanted to paint this painting, but I was just felt so like, I don't know, almost vibrating, like I couldn't get it out. I couldn't conceive of how to do it. And I had to paint this painting first, like this image of her just resting. And I realized Mm -hmm. I needed just to rest. And uh, so Mm -hmm. I did this. (laughs) And this one's called Seven Waterfalls. (laughs) Yeah. And it can also be like seven... Um, initiations or seven because in the book they also speak about that or seven uh, inner powers it can be seven consciousness openings mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the chakras, the seven put, chakras yeah. exactly I would put the book in the show notes so people who are interested too because I we see so I see so many connections between your art mm-hmm. and the book because yeah, it's coming through like that ancient history. And this is so beautiful as well. So this was the painting that I finally did. And I, I mm. it took me about a year to do. <laughs> it went through so many changes. Um, but these are the, the truths that I, um, mm. that I have. The first one was, you have been unjustly oppressed. And I really think we do have to start there. Women have been unjustly oppressed. Second truth, your body is holy and yours alone to define or give to another. Third truth, you use your power to uplift, heal, and restore balance. Fourth truth, your loving heart is your perfect guide. Fifth truth, Your speech furthers understanding and dispels illusion. 
sixth truth, you have the wisdom of creative intelligence. Seventh truth, the holy abides within you and all life. Mm -hmm. And when I posted this on Facebook, it went viral. I had people writing me, women writing me from from India, from Australia, from Germany, from Italy. I mean, women so somehow needed to hear those words. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful, beautiful. And I love the owl of wisdom. Mm -hmm. And uh, we see the water in the background as well again. It's mm -hmm. her element. Oh, yeah, yeah, this one, wow. So then after I had that vision of him very sad and uh, just telling me to lift her up, I started getting happier visions. <laughs> so, mm. I mean, one of them was this this picture of them by the river. You know, I, I don't know if they were lovers or married. I, I don't know, none of us know, you know. But I feel like they have this profound, loving relationship. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, and there we have the bee again. And this oh. one I did during um, uh, COVID. So I didn't really have a model, but I'd painted this woman so many times. I had a strong sense of her. And just that vision of the honeycomb came up there. Hmm. So I, I'm really interested to read more about that. Yeah. And, um, and also she's doing this symbol, which which we've come to know as uh, peace or, or victory, but actually that's an ancient symbol that indicates you're a teacher. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's powerful. Mm -hmm. The colors and yeah, the, the bee symbol is very important too it, it is especially in this joseph and aseneth story with the honey and the and the cross that is um painted on that honeycomb i think it's called it's really um yeah it's interesting for you to see see that in writing yeah. as what you have already painted. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to read. You're gonna have to give me the the name. But um, yeah. so this is another oh. one of her holding an infant. You know, this inf image was really strong in my mind. And um, somebody wrote me a little comment saying, "I wish everybody in Congress could have this painting. This painting could be up in Congress, and every time they made a decision, they'd." make a uh, pass legislation around the uh, thinking about these new babies that are coming up. And that was very much the feeling that I had. Please, please, mm. please think about these, these Thanks. new little sprouts that are coming up. Yeah. And, and it was a powerful message I also got when I visited um, a black Madonna in Sicily in Tindari and that uh, from woman comes man. That's the <laughs> that's the words. I heard. From woman oh. comes man. Oh, so it's well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 
Like, and then holding, because sometimes she's holding the skull and now she's holding the birth and the life. So it's, yes. this is a strong message as well. Yes. So I think this is the last one of my Magdalene's and mm -hmm. uh, it was just sort of a redo of that very first one that yeah. I'd done. And this one, I gave her the white egg. Mm. But she has hummingbirds around her nimbus. Um, I don't know if I included the whole painting, but but anyway, you get the picture. She's wearing red. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm. And it's the Black Madonna. So, yeah, I did a, a series of Black Madonnas because of this fascination with the idea of her having a link mm. with also there's a different energy you know it's interesting painting all these feminine icons they're um they all have a certain energy to them that's different and uh you know real or imagined that's the way i i perceive it but this is once again mag Black Madonna with Dove of Peace. I painted it right after President Trump was elected and I was so frightened. I just thought, just cling to peace, just cling to this idea of peace. Mm. I took this yeah. one. Yeah, she's, she's like a peaceful mm -hmm. uh, image, but also, yeah, the, I love her facial expression. Amazing. Mm. And another one. Black oh, yeah. with babe and Yeah. Um, now it came actually when I see the refuge. It's actually Mary Magdalene, the city of refuge. That's uh -huh. what they say. Yeah. But it's kind of a sanctuary. Maybe in English it's kind of the same thing. But this is so Beautiful. Yeah, I was listening to music by um, King Alfonso. Do you know about King Alfonso? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, he was a Spanish king. They called him El Sabio, the wise. Mm -hmm. And he loved the Black Madonna. So he sent all his musicians off to follow this uh, pilgrim path and gather stories about Black Madonna and bring them back and create this music. So he wrote all these cantiquas, tantique, mm -hmm. I think of cantigas. So I was listening to that music while I did this painting. And and when I whenever I look at it, I think of that music. You can um, mm -hmm. get it online. It's very, it's very beautiful and joyful. Wow. Yeah, that's so beautiful. So beautiful. Oh, and Lilith. Yeah, so I had not heard about Lilith probably until I was 63 or something. And some woman walked in the gallery and said, you, you must paint Lilith. And I said, tell me about her. So, you know, I, I heard for the first time about Adam's first wife who refused to lay beneath him. So she flies off and she's been so demonized. Mm -hmm. And so I have her here in, in a uh, paradise of her own making. Uh, and I really love this painting. 
Yeah, and her story, so it dates back to Sumeria. So the, the Genesis story is really uh, from the Sumerian mythology. I mean, she's she is spoken about with goddess Ishtar or Inanna as well. So it's really a beautiful symbol of the divine feminine and the goddess. Uh-huh. Oh. oh, and Eve. And I love actually the serpent on the previous one in here as well. Yeah, the serpent is our friend. Mm. <laughs> it turns yeah. out. But yeah, I put this one almost like a spirit guide up there. But I just wanted to do, after all the terrible stories about Eve, I wanted to paint her as a happy grandmother, very satisfied with her apple and tasting <laughs> mm -hmm. her world. Yeah. So, that's that's how it how it was in the original story. <laughs> so it's been redone. It was Ishtar. She was so happy about her feminine side and her vulva and, and everything in her tree. So you are uh -huh. definitely on point. <laughs> oh good. Well, I love this. I love this painting. It makes me happy. Amazing. Wow. Mm. And this is uh, after I had done that one, I got a bunch of requests from women of color saying, please paint Eve as a black woman. So I did this one, which I'm happy to do. I mean, she probably was black. Mm -hmm. um, and I, in this one, it's more just like she's waking up to the reality of everything that's been projected upon her and all the negativity she's had to hold and that she's not going to hold it anymore. <laughs> mm. Mm. And the seeds. The seeds, the, of, the seeds are dropping down and creating all these little trees of hope. Mm. Mm. And this was uh, the beginning of my exploration of St. Hildegard, who's been such an inspiration to me I mean I'm in my 70s I heard in her 70s she she went off uh, on a horse to speak truth to power and I think wow <laughs> what a woman <laughs> yeah, wow. very inspiring but wow. I'm sure you know the story of Hildegard that she was um, literally bricked into this little cell uh, as an anchorite with her cousin when she was eight years old okay. and I think she was in there for 30 years or something yeah it was I, I mean I just think about all the trauma that she endured and yet she she composed music she studied botany she she really was a genius she did these incredible illuminations she had visions she was just Awesome. And then when after she got out of that cell, because this this woman that her cousin passed away, um, she became a, an abbess and started two convents on the Rhine River, River for women. Oh, wow. really accomplished. She accomplished a lot in her lifetime. That's amazing. So beautiful. Oh, and there's. Yeah. This is her in her in her cell, and I had been taking pictures of. Um, I took a bunch of pictures of this model, and you know we had her in all different poses, and 
and this this one she was just relaxing in between shots <laughs> when i saw that foot just that little foot i thought oh this is the painting i want to do <laughs> wow yeah like natural and relaxed yeah. oh. so this is her interior life mm. another one amazing and a, a Saint Bridget, patron saint of poets. I'm mm -hmm. mostly Irish, and so I've done a couple paintings of Bridget. I um, I just love that the Irish people love and honor this woman. You know, I mean, she's right up there with Saint Patrick. I think. In fact, I think starting next year, she's going to have her own national holiday. Saint Bridget will have one, <laughs> right? Saint Patrick. So. Wow. Yeah, we see the green colors and the symbols. Mm. And this was another one of St. Sarah. It's Our Lady of the Oceans. Mm. Beautiful. I see we're getting close to running out of time, but we can go through if you want. Yeah, we can go through them, the rest of them, if you want, I can... So this is Virgin of Guadeloupe. Amazing. Yeah. Mm. And Saint Anne, I wanted to do Mary's mother because I feel like she's not honored appropriately. She's not even mentioned in the Bible, I don't think. So uh, you know that the grandmother played a major role in that baby's life. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, and her conception story is interesting as well. So, um, yeah. definitely an important <laughs> female. Uh -huh. Yeah, wow. And St. Clair of Assisi. Yeah, St. Clair was really, you know, she's very connected with St. Francis of Assisi. Mm -hmm. And she was actually had a devout practice. She was very devout as a young woman. And it was Francis who came to her when he wanted to change his life from being a playboy. And after he'd glamorized war and I think he'd been imprisoned and came back home, he came to Claire and she she ran away and uh, joined him and his little brothers. She wanted to. Uh, I don't think she wanted a cloistered life. I think she wanted to be traveling around with him and she was very committed to the poor, but she ended up being cloistered because she was a woman. But this shows him, shows her right after he had cut off her hair, which was uh, a method they used to devalue women so that her family wouldn't have the opportunity to marry her off. Uh, well. Goddess of Compassion. Yeah. This was a, a recent Kuan Yin I sort of combined. I used one of Magdalene's symbols, the egg, because I'm going to be going to a retreat where they're going to be talking about Magdalene and Kuan Yin I'm really interested in. 
uh, mm -hmm. seeing what evolves out of that. But um, so I gave her the roses, which is also associated with uh, with Magdalene. But it was interesting when I gave Kuan Yin the egg, it sort of became the cosmic egg to me, mm. you know. Yeah. Oh, and that was it, I think, with this slideshow. I think so too, yes, well, thank you. I'm so happy we we got the opportunity. First of all, thank you for sharing these. I feel like I've been in a meditation for the <laughs> last, <laughs> last me, hour. Me too, yeah. Wow, just uh, everything. I think I will have a lot of dreams now because of all the symbols, all the colors, all of the faces of the divine feminine. So thank you so much for sharing that. And amazing that you've created so much, all of these. It takes time and energy, but they're mm -hmm. so important for us. And how can people find your art and if they want to connect with you and your work, how can they find you? Through my website, it's um, sueellenparkinson.com. It's just yeah. my name. Yeah, yeah sure I, I have, uh, I think I even have my phone number. I have links on there and you can order prints and, and originals both, yeah. Oh, amazing. I'm going to definitely share that. And thank you so much for being here today. I'm going to share everything in the show notes so people can connect with you. And thank you so much for everything you do, your work. I really appreciate you. Thank you. And you will send me a link of this when it's done. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you. Shireen, I hope someday we meet. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much and have a beautiful day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.